I'm Stefan Bauman and welcome to another one of my podcasts. Today we discuss the ins and outs of the importance of painting what you see and how to match color. It's not important to have a lot of colors, it's just knowing that you have five basic colors and if you ask yourself some real simple questions like does it need more yellow, does it need more red, does it need more blue, should my color be whiter or blacker, you can actually create any color that you wish without having to go through all the color checking. And later on, I discussed with my students the importance of learning how to put a good varnish on a painting to make it look really stunning. So sit back and relax and listen in to my podcast as I discuss with one of my students how to create grand effects. No, no. I mean, that, and that's blasphemous too. Thou shalt not covet your future. You can only have today. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, look at people that are just dying because they got hit by a bus today. I don't know what the statistics are, but I guarantee you there are people that are dying right now that didn't wake up this morning expecting to. And so we're lucky as artists. We get an opportunity to say, hey, there's a big, wonderful world out there. Let's experience it together. But no, they go and say, oh, I can't. I got to go to Sunday. I got to go to church. Like, why? For some possibility? We don't know if there's a God or not. Nobody's ever come back. Yeah. The only thing I've seen come back is if you watch the paranormal um, uh, things on the history station and they film ghosts throwing stuff out of drawers and banging cabinets and stuff all night long. That is for sure. I mean, you know, if you're gonna, if you are gonna come back, you're gonna become a, a poltergeist, and you're gonna be destined to live in somebody's apartment, yeah, up in the third floor somewhere, throwing silverware around. That's that's basically your future in heaven. Uh, because we don't have any other. That's proof, right? No, but it's true. I mean, what 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 proof do you have from heaven? I've never seen the heaven side. I don't see light rays coming down and lightening up paths for me out of nowhere. I don't see any visions. Of, we don't see any of that. All we see is poltergeists throwing around stuff in, in a house and opening up doors and shutting them. I mean, they're making more and more shows of that. You know what's really weird? My last, have you watched my last video? Which one? The last video that I did, um, I can't remember what the Let me title. intervene real quickly. I did a video in one of my studios. Um, the video is called how to improve your painting by telling a story. I include this because it's just an interesting phenomenon how things happen in life and how sometimes there's no explanation for things, they just happen. So check out my video, put more feeling in your paintings, telling a story. Now back to our originally scheduled program. I go into talking about uh, that I've been watching some of these paranormal programs that are on the History Station, uh, which I at first I used to think, oh God, this is really stupid. But then I started getting pulled into it, and there's one that's paranormal activity caught on camera. 
And I'm watching that. I'm going, that's weird. So I was explaining it to my students. And I said, wow, I'm just watching this stuff. And they have all these ghosts, you know, that show up. Mm -hmm. The moment I said ghost, my video camera went black. Oh, my God. For five seconds. <laughs> my voice carried on. But right when I said the word ghost, my video camera went black. Nobody walked in front of it. It's definitely, it's not a shadow, it's black. And then for five seconds, and all of a sudden, and I'm talking underneath that black, and then all of a sudden you see my picture again. And where I give these talks is an old, old um, house called the Carter House along the river. And mm -hmm. it's over 100 years old. So it's haunted, you think? Well, I never gave it a thought until, you know... <laughs> And it's like, it's almost like a poltergeist said, yeah, you're caring about all this stuff, but you don't know I'm here, you know? And so he, I mean, it was really funny. It was like, so you'll have to watch it. You have to watch all the way through. And there are people that are going to say, hey, there's a section of your video that went black. And they don't get the, cor you know, the correlation. I was going to edit it. But I thought, what an interesting story that will be. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so anyway, so yeah, show the world the, the awe and wonder of life. Students that come to me and I go, so what colors do you use? And they go, well, my teacher told me I have to put out 32 colors. Oh my God. And I look at their paintings and I go, oh my God. First thing, it's like Fruit Loops. It's like, how in the world do you keep track of all that? And then there's no harmony. You know, if, if, if you're working with all of that and every one of those colors brings a whole bunch of issues with it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You, know, you have to stick with the small, because then you can mix a little bit of this with that and, and then you it looks harmonious. Yeah, there's no, way, there's no way that you can remember 32 different mixtures of color. Yeah, there's just, you can't, because every time you paint, you'd have to guess at it. So what you do is you start off with a small range of colors, knowing that almost every color that you can mix can be made up of the limited palette, the three colors. Then you have to go and test it. Now, in colleges, they have you do color chips. What does that have to do with seeing color and painting color? And then, you know, you have a lot of artists that write books and they go, oh, the color chart. I live for my color chart. Look at my color charts. Wow, I carry these around with me everywhere. And I go, really? Show me a color and I can mix it. I don't need that color chart. I don't need to look at it and go, well, you know, it's like, I think it's a good way to kind of utilize a chapter in a book or a good way to kind of look like you've been educated in college. Like, yes, we do color charts. I have a color chart. I've, I myself have done color charts. Because I've done them, I can tell you they're a complete waste of time. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely stupid exercises. Uh, yeah, the painting is developing a sense. What, what I'm beginning to realize is you have, you're developing your internal, you're, it's basically like machine learning your own brain. You do, continuously do it and after a while, your brain decides for you naturally the, what what to mix with what. So it's like you're training your own neural networks to to painting with, I, with all this practice. I couldn't have said it better. I mean, you should be teaching this. 
Um, I'm learning from you. I know, but the thing is, that's exactly it. It's like, you know, when you first started with me, you couldn't match a color if you had to. And, and well, no, but I had you do some of those exercises and you're you're, you're a hell of a lot better. You're so much more closer. You can sit and, and ask yourself, what is it? And at least know what colors to shoot at and put it together. And I don't know, the last couple of paintings that I've seen, you your color has been spot on. Yeah, I'm learning that. And I'm learning that don't trust myself on color. I have to check it. And that's what I'm going to do till I'm, I'm okay. No, you'll, you'll find you have to. It's like with drawing, you know. One of my uh, one of my tools is a, a proportion divider, and uh, so I introduce it in my classrooms. You know, so in my classrooms I have four or five hours with everybody every week, and so I have a new student in class, and I say, "Oh, look at the proportion divider," and they go, "Okay," and then they start dealing with it, and they go, "Oh, this is so complicated. I hate it and all this stuff." I said, "Just shut up and sit down and do it." So they work on it, and then they go, "Do I have to do this all the time?" And I go, no, at first you do because your drawing sucks. Mm -hmm. Then what you do is the proportion divider will show you why it sucks. So then you can make your corrections. And when you start doing that for a while, before you know it, you don't really need the proportional divider to, to get your drawing, you know, more or less in place. You use the proportional divider to check your drawing. You think your drawing's absolutely perfect. I still will walk up to a canvas and pull out a proportional divider and say, let me check. And I'll check their drawing. And if the checks, then I can say, yeah, you did well. But I had a student yesterday. She was so far off mm -hmm. you know, with the drawing. And I pulled out the proportional divider. And I said, this thing doesn't lie. And she goes, but... That proportional but, divider is amazing. Yeah, it is. You yeah. can do angles. You can do everything. Yeah, so she's. I said it doesn't lie. She says, "Well, I didn't. I wasn't that far off." And I go, "Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. It's just that everything is off, so that you just it makes everything kind of look right, balanced out." So I had her go back in with the proportional divider, and she goes, "Oh yeah." I says, "That's where you check it." And oftentimes, one line could throw up the throw off the whole drawing, just one line out of place. Yeah, and so yeah. you you need that with with a color checker. Either they have a visual one, which uh, Mark Carter has, but also uh, you see that on my videos where you actually look through and check the color. Or you put your painting in a sleeve and you check you know, the photograph that way. Um, once you kind of start the color right, and you've experienced this, once it's kind of right, then you can probably you go intuitively and you don't have to check all of the colors because when it's wrong, it stands out. So the key to painting is constantly checking. Check your drawing, check your colors. Now she had another question and it had to do with varnish. So listen in on my advice to her. I think I need to varnish. So you need to varnish. So what you do is you get a spray can varnish. That's what I use. Some people go oh, paint it on, but yeah. And then on the can it says, do not apply unless your painting is six months dry, which is totally bull because the instructions on the can are there for people who've painted with palette knife and use cadmium red, which takes a half a year to dry anyway, but they have to have one blanket statement so that they're not um, you know, held liable. So, so you wait until the painting is dry to the touch. You go outside on a day that's warmer than 60 degrees. 
-hmm. You lay out some newspapers and be sure you put rocks on, on the newspapers so that uh, you want to overspray. But if the wind blows and the newspaper's not nailed down, it's going to flip right into your painting. And then, you, you know, girl, we got trouble. Mm -hmm. So then you lay the, the newspaper down, you put your painting down on a nice warm day. You shake that can like there's no tomorrow. You shake, 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 shake. You can do a little dance and get a little wiggle and get some aerobics done while you're doing it. Maybe do two cans at the same time. So then you shake it up and then you kind of spray it to make sure it's all kind of neatly coming out of the can. And then you bring it down over the painting. You go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth one direction. Once you get a nice layer that way, you turn the painting to the other way and you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then once so you can, left to right and top to bottom. Top to bottom and then right to left and then bottom to top and then left or top, bottom. And you dump out three quarters of a can or a half a can or a quarter of a can, but it's significant enough so that the paint levels. If you only squeeze out just enough to get it covered, you're going to end up with streaks. You put you put it on like you do frosting on a cake. If you put a thin layer of frosting on a cake, it doesn't do anything. You, know, you break the cake by smearing it. You have to put lots on so that it lays on top. You have to sp spray a lot on so that it levels, so that all of that liquid just becomes flat. And then you let... A quarter of a can for like 11 by 14? Yeah. Well, you know, closer. You'll know when it's getting full. Right? Yeah. So when it sprays on, does it dry on contact? No, no. It takes it, about it. It, it takes about ten minutes for it to set up, and another four hours to get dry. So you want to do this all in, while it's wet. So the first minute, you spray for let's say a whole minute, and then you let it sit for a half hour, and then you can bring it into your studio and set it up or something, but. I still try to find a dust-free environment and lay it flat. Um, okay. But you want it to level. It's like working with, um, uh, what do they call that paint? Enamel. It's like working with enamel. And what spray can varnish is this? Do you have a name recommendation? Uh, the only one to have is Grumbacher's Daymar Varnish. Now, Damar varnish is cut with triple rectified turpentine, which is the turpentine that everybody complains that they're allergic to. And I don't doubt them because I'm somewhat allergic to it. But it does give you a nice high. Um, but the thing is, so you want to spray it and get it out of the room or spray it or get, oh, you know, okay. get away from it because it is pretty lethal. Um, anything else I just haven't been really happy with. And I like shiny paintings, so... Decide what you want to do. And I will talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So Bye -bye. you see, to get a good varnish on a painting, you have to put on lots of layers, let it settle, and then quite possibly put another layer on again. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and hopefully you'll be joining me real soon on some others. If you wish to get more information about my podcast, my video show, my PBS show, my blogs, and my classes, feel free to go to my website at www.stephanbauman.com and there you can register for a free book, Everything I Know About Painting. If you wish to get more information about my coaching, feel free to give me a call at 415-606-9074. So the next time that we meet, 
Remember, paint with passion.